Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 236 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in Ann Arbor. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Thanks first to Text Expander for sponsoring our show. Communicate smarter with Text Expander. Gather, perfect, and share your knowledge. Recall your best words instantly and repeatedly. Learn more at textexpander.com forward slash podcast. And we'd also like to thank ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted, pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. In our last episode, we took a deep dive into the ways pictorial language, especially emojis and GIFs, are changing the way we communicate online every day in almost every way. In this episode, we wanted to share our perspectives and ideas on a big project people are starting to discuss. Is there a way to bring together all of the parts of the legal tech community in one place and promote collaboration in that community? Tom, what's all on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we will indeed be brainstorming about ways to uh, to bring the entire global legal tech community together in one place. Why not have at least one really big goal this year, Dennis? Uh, in this second segment, we're going to discuss a recent trial balloon floated about a major change in Twitter uh, and whether, as a result, we might be looking into Twitter alternatives. And as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can start to use the second that this podcast is over. But first up, the not inconsequential goal of bringing together the entire legal tech community in one central place that also promotes collaboration. No small feat. Lately, Dennis, I have been noticing that you've been getting into a lot of conversations on Twitter uh, uh, with other people in the legal tech community about solving big problems in hashtag legal tech. Uh, and to be honest, I think this idea of building a community for the entire legal tech industry has to be one of the biggest. So how did you get involved in the discussion um, and this potential project while in these Twitter discussions? Well, I was sitting at home one day and uh, looking at Twitter, and all of a sudden I saw that uh, Kevin O'Keefe had tagged me and asked me for my response on on this very topic. So um, it was difficult to kind of leave that one hanging out there. So I answered Kevin's uh, original question, and it started a conversation and revealed a lot of interest in, in taking on that project. And so, I mean, Kevin's original notion was that there are all these different silos in the legal tech community, and there are also a lot of, uh, especially the legal tech vendors, he points out, don't really use blogs in a standard way other than for you know, the, the ordinary types of marketing. And Kevin's approach uh, is that blogging is about community. And then my approach, and Tom's as well, that blogging is, is really about 
you know, people sharing their individual voices um, kind of come together on this. So Kevin's notion is, can we look at the the different things that are out there these days? And I, I'll use the, the word platforms here to say, okay, what is there a way we could put all these groups together and uh, allow people to communicate and maybe work together on projects so you could go to one place and find out what you needed to learn about legal tech and from the respected voices in legal tech and then have something within that community that helped you evaluate who those respected voices were. Tom, it is a huge goal. I, I would say, and I think you'll agree, that uh, people have been talking about this for years and, and years. Um, so there is some history to this. But I, I think the real question is, is now the time where this makes sense? And so I, I think that's the conversation that Kevin kicked off. And then he followed up with a, a, a blog post today as the day that we're recording that you might want to talk a little bit more about where he goes into some more detail. Well, he does go into some detail, and I guess what, what I'll say is one of, one of I think, his, his major complaints is not necessarily that vendors are engaging in more traditional marketing and communication activities, but I think that a lot of the leaders in legal tech are not using some of the online tools that he and I guess some of us think that they should to communicate online. And I think that's right. I mean, that's, but that's always been, I think, a part of Kevin's, his mission is to get more people engaged online. And if he sees somebody not engaging, that tends to be something that he, that he draws to. I think that Kevin's post, and we'll put it in the show notes, Kevin's post is a, is a great start towards discussing it. But so here's my criticism of it is if we're talking about building a community, the first question really is how. In my mind, it's how do we do that? Whether it's the right time or not, it's how. And Kevin seems to want to get past that part. He's like, he says in his blog post, rather than discuss how to form a community and what medium should be used, why not just start using the mediums we have, the open internet? And To me, that means let's keep using Twitter and blogs and Facebook and LinkedIn, which are the very silos that Kevin's talking about. And I don't necessarily see those growing into a community. I see that little silos of communities happen there and that people may have conversations in different places, but unless everybody agrees, all right, we're going to Twitter or we're going to LinkedIn and we're all going to meet up there and do it. I don't see how using the open internet, I don't know how just without a plan, without somebody leading the way, you're going to actually get to that point. I think that lots of discussions can be held and they can be good, fruitful discussions, but they're still going to be silo discussions and they're going to be suburbs and mini communities rather than one big community. Okay, so Tom, you know where I'm going to go right away, which is that um, I think we've jumped to the how way too quickly on this one. So I think that you know it's why, what, how, and that you need to spend a lot of time on the why. So why why are we doing this anyway? Why why would anybody want to participate in this? And then what what is this thing that people have in mind? Once we have that down, then you can you can start to focus on the how. No, I'm, I I tend to be more interested in the how anyway. That's why I jump straight to it. So start with start with the why. Because you're a process guy, so that's why we get. I'm like the idea guy. You're the process guy, and that's that's why this works so well. And I go back to jobs to be done, right? So what what am I hiring this this legal tech community to do? It's like, what 
how how is this going to make sense to me as opposed to some of the other things that are out there that I already participate in you know because I'm getting a lot of the information that I want I agree with Kevin there's a lot more out there that's it's really hard to access so that's one thing. The other thing is I, I, I look back and I say, you know, there have been a bunch of examples here of uh, people trying to meet this goal. And, and I mean, just a few of them, the ABA Legal Technology Resource Center, Neil Squalante's Techno Lawyer, uh, in, uh, you know, the Solo Says email list. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of places where these kinds of things are happening, have happened, and you know, got some critical mass. Um, and so when you go like this big global, all things to everybody thing, that's a really, really difficult concept. Because, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day about, oh, wouldn't it be great to have all this legal information in one space? Wouldn't you as a lawyer love that? And I'm going like, look, I do like, my area of law is so specialized that there's, Anything that has to do with a case or something like that, I'm just not really interested in it. It doesn't really relate to the type of work that I do. So if you said, oh, here's all this law information in one place, I would go like, it's like noise, 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 noise. So a couple things there, Tom, for you to react to. But um, I guess part of it is it just feels too big when you when you go to the how question first. Okay, so it seems a little bit like you jumped from the why to the what, because I didn't hear a whole lot about the why, but I think that we're all in on the why. I mean, I think that Kevin has framed the issue that having a community, being able to talk about things in one place is important, and and I don't know that we need to spend a ton of time talking about the why unless you want to jump back to that. But let's talk about the what. What are we hiring this community to do? What do we want it to do? So if I had my best of all possible communities, my community would be a place where people can have discussions and they can have discussions on the topic of their choice and that those topics wouldn't necessarily be all on top of each other. That you could go, it's like if you go into a house party and you and in one room they're talking about access to justice and the other one they're talking about blockchain, then I want to go and join that t- discussion and have that conversation. So I want to be able to have a conversation where I want to have it and have it be in its own location where I can go back to it. Um, I want a place where I can access resources. So maybe as part of the blockchain stuff, somebody I talked to wrote an article on it. They can post it there for people to have access to so I can access those resources. What if a group of people who are meeting in that community want to start on a project together? I've seen tons of people talk on Twitter about, hey, who's with me? Let's do X, Y, and Z, and let's do great things together in legal tech. Well, why can't our community do that too? Why can't there be a capability where people are able to work on a project together and communicate in that way? Um, Finally, I think that what if people can have in-person meetings or live meetings where they could have an online webinar or a live event that anybody could tune into. So the ability to have some type of multimedia, I think, is important as well. That would be on my wish list of what I would be hiring the community to do, because I think in that way, you kind of capture all the things people want to do. They want to talk. They want to learn more and more things. They want to work on things together, and they want to watch things or participate either in person or online with certain things. That's my wish list. Dennis, how does yours differ? 
Well, I think there's there's obviously the overlap, though I think what, what people want on top of that is high-quality, trustworthy, easy-to-understand information that's current and accurate. And uh, and so there's this big trust element, which is always a part of, of any community piece. Um, and you know, there's been some tools that have been built up that, that help with that, that you know, we'll talk about in, in a little bit. So I think there's that. And then there's, um, I mean, it just to me, it's a, it's a tricky thing because then you say uh, what you're describing, Tom, feels like my current experience of the internet uh, or what Kevin might call the open internet even, you know, but it's just that it's siloed, but I know the places I need to go and that if I have certain questions, I know where I need to look. And then I, I want to, you know, other things, I have to find that and stuff. So I, the big difficulty to get over is to say, okay, how, how do I make this a separate place that I'm willing to go that gives me more than what I'm already finding on my own? That's my struggle. Although I generally agree with what you're saying. And, and I think that you know, I guess one more thing before we we start to uh, to go into maybe the how how potentials is that I also feel that legal tech is really are balkanized. There are people interested in in tech, well, I'll call hardware, software, cloud services. There's people interested in security. There's vendors. There's lawyers. There's big law. There's solo and small firm. There's access to justice. There's academia. And even in the Twitter conversation I was part of, people were break were falling into those silos really quickly. That's another piece where you say, I like the idea of this grand community. I just think it's gonna fall into silos again. And then I would also say just in the side time that this Twitter conversation that I was part of reminded me why Twitter is absolutely the wrong com- wrong platform for any type of conversation. It is really hard to follow and to involve people. Well, if we're going to talk about the how, then I'll get into that too. But I think it's hard to avoid silos anywhere because, you know, if you're on Twitter, you're still in a silo. You're in the silo of the people that you follow and the people that they may put together. You may coincidentally or consequentially come into contact with someone that someone else retweets occasionally but ultimately you're following people in your in your lane in your channel and i don't know that that's tremendously different in other places so i think that there's going to be the element of the silo no matter what form this community takes. I still come back to the house party it's like you put the silos close enough together so people know they're there you know, they can wander into the room and talk about blockchain and go, hey, what are you guys talking about? Oh, this is interesting. Or, hey, let's go into this room and talk a little bit more about access to justice. I think that the problem with the silos is that the people who might benefit from one or the other silo doesn't even know that it exists. They don't even know that it's there. And that's why I think that having it in a place where people can see it all in one one location is a benefit. I don't think you can solve the silo thing, but you can reduce its effects. Well, and I think, Tom, you would probably, I think we both had the experience of, I don't know, countless times people saying, I wish there was a way I could learn this. And you go like, have you tried X place? You know, have you looked at techno lawyer? Have you, you gone here? And so I think there's this thing, the great value of bringing everything together, which is sort of the, 
both with like TechnoLawyer is a good example, and the ABA's Legal Technology Resource Center is another one, and there are obviously you know many others. Is to have everything in one place where you go like, oh, I know I can go there, and there's going to be a bunch of stuff, and it may not be everything, but it's likely to cover what I'm interested in. So there's that resource learning side. Uh, which probably can be pulled together in different platforms. I think it's sort of like the communication and then the the collaboration of oh, say, okay, now that we've identified people who are interested in the same thing, how do we work together? Because that stuff tends to fall out of platforms really, really quickly. So there's that. And then, um, then also I think that sometimes, and I'm guilty of this myself, but when I think about Kevin's talking about is like you look at the early days of the internet and the early days of blogging, you go like, oh, all this stuff was just happening. People were doing this stuff. People became trusted. They developed their own audiences. You figured out who was really good, you know, that sort of thing. And now it sort of feels like that there's orders of magnitude, more stuff out there that you really have to evaluate. So it's almost like that old blogging model of everybody puts stuff out and then the best stuff bubbles up to the top. That seems, I mean, I could be wrong. It just seems like it's really hard for that to work now. Well, I think that it's because there's not an effort to bring it into. It's assuming that the entire world is one big community on Twitter. I think it's hard to have a community now on our current tools and platforms that we have that doesn't get so massive. Um, I think that before it was a smaller population of people. It was a smaller universe that was out there. And now that everyone's participating and everyone has a voice, you're right. It's harder to get through it. But let's talk about the how. Let's figure out what the best ways to do it are. Okay. So I, I put them into three categories, three separate categories. So one is that we just do a whole bunch of experiments on out on the internet. And then we figure out a way to aggregate what's in those. Um, so we might have one entry point, but it's pulling from a lot of lot of places. And there's a whole bunch of experiments going on. And you have sort of this central place that allows you to, to better f- find these things. So that's this one really open approach um, that you could take. The other is to find a specific and it's a precision approach, but you're looking for something that's really one place that you can go to that gives you most of the features and is a place that it's easy for people to go on a regular or even daily basis. So you look at uh, Facebook or LinkedIn groups, uh, something like Mighty Networks, uh, Slack potentially, uh, Quora, which is a question answer site, uh, maybe even a, a Reddit type of model. So that's going to be the second one. And then the third one for me is what I I call the API model, which is saying, or I could call it the dashboard model, but say like, hey, look, all this stuff exists out there. All I really need is something that pulls information from all these different places and allows me to look in something like my own dashboard or my own viewfinder into that. And I take advantage of whether it's an open internet or not, I'm just able to pull everything together in one place. And then that would then allow me to link up with the people I need to. So sort of three different approaches. I don't know if any of those make sense to you, Tom. 
Okay, so your first and your third approach have elements that appeal to me, and I like the ideas that are in them. I will say that I think the second approach, that where I really fall down is, is that I think that all of our traditional channels right now are really crappy ideas for communities. Because if, if I apply the what am I hiring my community to do rules to them, none of them, you know, they all meet maybe one criteria, but not all of them. I mean, Twitter, I think, is lousy for everything. Twitter can't handle really any of that stuff. Facebook and LinkedIn, um, I think, really, in a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group, it's just one single channel of communication. And so everybody's talking in the same channel. You do have the capability of adding a couple things to it where you can provide little branch-offs and things like that. But again, it's just one channel of communication. Blogs tend to be one channel of communication. Now, if you have a whole network of blogs that you can link to and maybe have an aggregate page that we're talking about, maybe you start to get to that point. To me, the only models that come close to working that exist right now, and I think that you're, you're suggesting, the other part that I'm suggesting is along the lines of what you are, which is we need to invent something to either connect them together or something entirely new. But the ones that work right now, I think, are things like Mighty Networks, Slack, or Microsoft Teams. Just thinking about, and I'll use as an example... Lawyer Smack. Lawyer Smack is a company that is has developed a very robust community of lawyers. And what they've been able to do is they've been able to, in Slack, create all sorts of channels based on the topics that they're interested in talking about. And using a tool like Slack or Teams, you can also have documents that people can access. So they can have libraries in there that people can access the resources that are important to those groups. You can have live events. You can have meetings through Slack or Microsoft Teams. You can engage in projects there and have communications and work on things and have goals and tasks and to-dos and all sorts of things. The downside to those tools are they're relatively closed. They're not open like you talk about. And so I that would be something I would want to try to solve. But in terms of the functionality of everything that I would want to see. I like that model. I like, I, you know, I don't know a lot about Mighty Networks, but looking at it, it looks like you could create a community that has many of those same aspects that I'm talking about. Um, but but I think that, that most of our traditional tools just aren't up to the task of everything we're talking about, unless, unless you want to try to bring them all together into a dashboard model. And I just don't know how I feel about that. I just feel sort of like I want to start all over <laughs> with something new, but I realize that's a very hard prospect as well. Well, that was kind of the cool thing about the early days of blogging was we were just starting all over with, with this tool that we were probably using beyond what the original expectations were, you know, and and it was forming these communities. I think what's different now, and I would say this is one of the things we learned by doing the second edition of the book, is that when we looked at ways to use social media as a collaboration tool, it was really difficult to see how that was really going to work. So for me, it's like that workspace notion, brainstorming space, bringing people together, and then maybe, you know, finding a project. So I don't know. I mean, there are things out there like, you know, GitHub and, and you know, so there's a whole bunch of, of things out there. And any one person would go like, oh, this is the most amazing thing. Like when you say Slack, I can see Slack, but I also know that in the corporate setting, it's really difficult for people to get permission to use Slack at all in their corporate network. Well, they have problems using social media and corporate networks too. So you run into those things and that, 
you know, lobbies us toward, you know, an open internet type of notion. I would say like, God, man, techno lawyer has been around forever and it solves a lot of things. It does a lot of things on the content side. But again, I'm like, okay, so if I find these things, then I kind of have to move out of there. First of all, I got to find my way in there, but then I probably might have to do, move out of there to do work. And then you have like, do we do a Google Doc? Do we do this or that? So there is that notion where you said, if we just find like some new platform that is a community platform, um, and maybe just start to work with it and see who joins up. And that might be one thing, you know, so you could do that and say, okay, this is a place because the great thing about the internet, right, Tom, is if we say, if you and I said right now, here is the new legal tech community, Tom and I have started it, then it'll be there on the internet because we put it there and something might happen with it. You know, so you could do that and say, oh, there's this governing group of people who decide we're going to do that. Or you say, let's just do like a whole bunch of experiments and figure out a way to tie them together. And I guess that seems nearly impossible because I'm not a programmer and I don't want to take on the, you know, uh, be the network manager of that. But if somebody did, that one seems like it has the most potential because we're not kind of locked in and it's just saying, okay, let's see what works and what doesn't and, you know, what can we do with that? So I don't, I don't know what time, we probably should wrap up here, but um, I don't know that we have the definitive answer, but w- which way are you leaning these days? Well, so, so here's the difference to me between the old days and now. The old days, there wasn't a Twitter or a Facebook or a LinkedIn or a tool that people are already using and invested in. And so whatever we do, we have to provide a compelling argument to move away from what people are currently using. There have been a number of networks, both legal and otherwise, that have tried to rise up over the past 10 or so years that, as far as I know, they've all been miserable failures because we're still stuck with Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn um, and some other tools. And so that's why I think why just trying some experiments is not going to work. If just Tom and Dennis have set up a community, unless, you know, I would want to go to all the big names in legal tech and say, hey, we want you to be in on this. We want you to, to be a member from the ground up. We want you to bring along the people that work with you and let's all get in this together. I think that there would need to be some type of coordinated effort to do this. I think that there needs to be some tech experience involved who can come in and code and create things. I view this as as a group of people. I view this as a community of people putting this together, frankly. I'm interested to continue the conversation. I would imagine that both you and I are both interested in hearing from other people about continuing this and maybe trying to make this a reality. But I don't think that it's going to be any one person doing it alone. I think it's going to be a bunch of people doing it together. And I, I would say that, you know, my response at the end of the conversation was like, okay, I'm in, let's, let's build it. Like what's, what's next. And, um, that's where the Twitter conversation declined to, into, into nothing. Um, so that always gives you concern. I always worry about you get a group of, especially uh, in the legal community, you get together and you say, okay, we're going to have these rules and we got like a board of governors and we're going to do this. And, and it's like a year and a half later and you're still trying to decide whether, you know, the, the page is going to be blue or gray. And so that concerns me. That's why I'm kind of say like, let's just let people try a bunch of things and then make it easier for them to, to reach out to each other 
But if I were to start somewhere, I would say, okay, what are the, uh, and, you know, not just to plug our book, Tom, but I would say, like, let's figure out, like, what are the tool, what we need is, is the workspaces. Like, how do we work together? And so what are the tools that make sense for that? You know, where are the online whiteboards? Where is it? Is it Google Docs? This is other things that we've, you know, we've talked about and written about over the years. Um, to me, that's the next step is, like, let's figure out some common places to work together and then then maybe this larger community comes comes out of it otherwise i'm kind of like hey kevin just just start something like it's a blog on lexblog that like anybody can work with you know and maybe it turns into a wikipedia of legal tech and and maybe it's like other things that kind of uh you know falls by the wayside i'm not real sure that hey let's just start something in this day and age gets it done like it did Back in the early startup days, but I am I am intrigued and willing to follow along uh, to anybody who wants to just get something started. It's like, hey, let's put on a show, but you got to do more than just say it. All right, before we go to our next segment, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsors. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Text Expander is a productivity multiplier. Lawyers love Text Expander because with a short abbreviation or search while typing, Text Expander can produce cover emails for invoices or signing instructions, insert templates for consistent meeting notes, perform accurate date math on the fly, and instantly present things you retype all the time. Text Expander runs on Macs, iPhones, iPads, and Windows and works in any application. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey recently suggested, or I would say floated a trial balloon, that Twitter might change from a people-following platform that most of us have used it for for many years to a topic-following platform, which is what uh, some of us use it for when we're following trending topics. So uh, lots of long-term Twitter users immediately proclaimed that they would leave Twitter if that happened. Um, so I actually posted to the legal Twitterverse the question of where you might seriously move to if you left Twitter. I basically got one specific answer on that, so um, which was maybe LinkedIn. So, Tom, I, I don't know. There is a kind of question out here. These days, are there really any Twitter alternatives that uh, – that either could or would be something that could either be built or that you might use. Uh, so Tom, what do you think on that? So I think it's interesting that we're having this topic as the B segment today, because I think it's a natural topic to follow the discussion that we just had, because it's asking us to come up with something that's better than what we have now, better than what we're used to. Um, I personally think that turning Twitter into a topic following platform is a horrible idea. I think it shows 
how deaf Twitter leadership is to what its users want. But that said, um, if I were forced to leave Twitter, I'm not sure where I would go. I don't, I don't think that it's LinkedIn because I don't just have conversations or, or follow lawyers on Twitter. I follow tech journalists and tech websites, and I follow um, politics and journalists and things like that. They're not on LinkedIn, uh, you know. Unless they all went over to LinkedIn, I wouldn't be able to do it there. So, uh, you know, there have been a few alternatives to Twitter, but none have caught on because, as I said before, Twitter is where everyone is. Um, there was a site called Ello, E L L O. It still exists. I joined it a couple of years ago. It looked like it was a, kind of a low maintenance version of Twitter. But nobody else joined, so I never did anything with it. Uh, today, what I keep hearing about is a tool called Mastodon. Mastodon is an interesting Twitter alternative because instead of being centralized, it's sort of it's being run on different instances. You can actually pay to start up your own Mastodon instance and talk about whatever you want to. You can have your own community. So we could have our own Kennedy Mile Report instance. But the downside is, is that... It's really what Twitter might become in the future, which is that all the instances are topic-based, so it's not about following who you want, but what you want to talk about. And I, so I have to say, I'll just end it here. If Twitter takes this direction, I'm really not optimistic about any alternatives. They just don't really, right now, provide the same features that we actually do like about Twitter. So I didn't hear you recommend Google+. Plus. No, because it died about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, gone, dead. Yeah, I just, I, I agree with you, Tom. I, I looked at what's out there, and, you know, Twitter does its own unique thing. And, and also, I, I think what's interesting to me is that the everybody's experience of Twitter is a little bit different. So my experience of Twitter is way different than anybody else. So I look at it, if you're following topics. So if I followed just like hashtag legal tech, I'm not really sure that that would be ultimately very satisfying to me because a lot of people post great posts uh, where they wouldn't put that hashtag in. And a lot of vendors put legal tech in or marketing or, or even outside of the legal market put that hashtag in and has nothing to do with what you want to see. Right. And then, then also, I don't really follow topics on of you know like a regular basis. I mean, I see that Twitter is making that available as part of trending. But I mean, it's like how when I follow topics, it will be like, you know, uh, too many fouls or pass interference or, you know, like replay, you know, like refs robbing us, you know, those, those sorts of things. So it's kind of like, I do follow topics, but it's a very, very short term thing. Or you might follow something like on the, you know, the season finale of your favorite TV show. So I'm not sure there's anything out there. And I think that part of, I, I would consider an open source kind of Twitter platform, but it would, I would have to basically have the same people that I'm following on, on, on Twitter. Otherwise, like, what's the point? It's like yet one more silo to go through. And you come back to Dennis's favorite wish is like, can't can I just have a dashboard that like pulls everything that I do in social media and everything else into one handy viewfinder that's easy for me to sift? It's the only thing that's ever tempted me to actually become a programmer is this, you know, my lifelong quest for this this dashboard notion. So I don't know, Tom, I think we're sort of stuck with Twitter for a while, you know, and unless like 
like I said, the, the people we follow all end up deciding to go to one place. I mean, the worst thing would be that everybody decides to leave Twitter and then you got like, you know, a third of the people that you follow on Mastodon and 20% on Instagram and, you know, some people on these other things. And, and then you go like, oh, that, that didn't work out so well. So um, now it's time for our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. All right. So this week I have an observation, and um, I think those of you who listen to the podcast know that you can count on me to give you the latest about phones and new phones that are coming out. And I've been very intrigued that since the beginning of the year at the at the major electronic shows, some of the manufacturers have been teasing the first foldable phones, phones that kind of look like a slightly thicker phone, and then you can actually unfold it. On the inside will be a screen that looks like maybe a little bit smaller than a iPad mini, kind of the perfect Kindle reading size. It's a little bigger than your phone and it provides a bigger screen. And some of these phones look really genuinely interesting. Not sure I would get one, but I think it's an interesting evolution of the phone. Well, Samsung has recently gotten ready to release its Samsung Galaxy Fold. Um, and I got to tell you, after the week it had last week, foldable phones are not quite ready for prime time. Most of the several reviewers who received review units were reporting that it was breaking the hint were breaking apart, the screen was breaking, all sorts of problems that they were having. And after sort of that bad publicity week, uh, Samsung has put an official hold on distributing the Galaxy Fold for a while um, while they try and, and, and improve on their quality. So uh, if you're looking at a foldable phone, I'd wait a while because uh, it looks like the future is not quite here yet. Or you could uh, could buy a few in hopes that their collector value goes way up in, go. in the in the future. But 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 the Galaxy Fold is two thousand dollars, so you better uh, be prepared to spend a lot of money up front for a for a bigger payout later. I would say it was two thousand dollars, but uh, and and it reminds me of like, hey, it's not a bug; it's a feature, right? What I have is it's actually a plug for the Ask Dave Taylor plug, which. We we refer to I many times over the years uh, on this podcast. Bruce is a great. He's done this for forever of answering questions about uh, specific, very specific technology things. And so, as a result, you get a lot of of great tips and reminders about some things that you might have forgotten about that actually exist that make your life a lot easier. So. Recently, as as Tom knows, I was I just I had a photo and I just needed to do like a quick crop of it and save it in a in a smaller uh, version, like a smaller file size, and it actually was kind of an ordeal for me. And you know, but I got it I got it figured out. But anyway, the example I wanted to use for for this parting shot is is a blog post he did recently, which is called "How Can I Easily Edit Screenshots on My iPhone." And so this is just one of these great, and this is a perfect illustration why this blog is so good. To the point he goes like, did you ever think you wanted to do this? You take the picture, there's a little image of it, you you tap on it, this thing pops up, it's super easy to crop however you want, and you save it, and boom, you're done, you do it all on your iPhone. You go like, oh, that is so great. I wish you know I would have had a, a class in that, because it's something, if you didn't learn, you just don't know about it, and it's something that's easy to forget. So ask Dave Taylor blog, and if you like to edit screenshots on your iPhone, that's the place to start. 
And so that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode at tkmreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on the Legal Talk Network site where you can find archives of all of our previous podcasts. Or suggest a topic. We've got a document at bit.ly forward slash 2 capital Q capital N W H capital Z U. If you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a couple of ways to do that. You can reach out to us on LinkedIn or leave us a voicemail. We love to get messages to talk about on our B segment. Our phone number is 720-441-6820. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. And you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next time for another episode of the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.